Welcome to Better Before Lunch. I'm Jonathan. And I'm Lori. And today we're talking about Lori's hatred of sci-fi. All right, welcome back. So first off, uh, in our previous podcast (laughs) about forgetting. Oh, wait. uh, Oh, yeah. The last one. Yeah, we uh, forgot to say Happy New Year's. (laughs) Yeah, Happy New Year. Although our year doesn't seem to be starting off any better. Not so great. Um, But but Happy New Year, regardless. (laughs) Not irregardless. Still a new year. Um, We totally forgot. So in the spirit of things we forgot, uh, we forgot to ever come back to the fact that my microphone got muted when I tried to defend sci-fi. That's what I thought you were going to say originally. Well, I yeah, we forgot. We, as we mentioned, I'm we pretty, forget a yeah. lot. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we said we'd do that on the next episode, and that was like five episodes. Yeah, some, some episodes got jumbled up because I, I had some problem with my computer. Uh, we lost one episode, uh, which maybe maybe one day uh, I'll get the audio back and we'll have a surprise episode. Who knows? Uh, I have no clue what happened to the recording. Oh, that's bad. Um, yeah. So, but it wasn't about sci-fi because we totally forgot to ever actually come back to this. <laughs> uh, so, you said you hate uh, all sci-fi because it's dystopian. Yeah, and the way they're dressed. That was the comment I made that you didn't respond yes. to, which made me realize something was wrong, and right. apparently your mic had cut out. Yes, because what I actually did was... Because I knew you had had a response yeah, to that. I, I pushed up my glasses and said, uh, actually, and then had a whole thing about sci-fi and about how... Uh, I mean, it was going to be fashion related. It was going to well, be fashion sci-fi related. The passion of the moment is gone, so I won't be as uh, as in, the shock inflamed. is gone that I said yeah. that right. Uh, but you're no longer shocked. The point was one: absolutely not all sci-fi is dystopian. There's like an entire subgenre of utopian. Sci-fi, which I yeah, which, is, which also has just as terrible clothing. Yeah, it has everybody's just wearing those white things that bro boys wear, like frat one boys of wear. Toga, togas, yeah. togas. It's just like everybody in a toga. Or everybody brogas, at a frat party. I mean, if they're frat boys, uh, then it's a broga. Uh, I mean, who wants just, to live in that utopia? Uh, but first Date off, drugs and uh, men in dresses. As know. far as utopian sci-fi goes, uh, one of the most popular sci-fi series is technically a utopian sci-fi, and that is Star Trek. Uh, because some of the planets they visit are not utopian. Well, they also don't wear... Uh, the Federation focus. is a utopia, not a dystopia. Um, uh, and they don't wear togas. They wear and, uniforms. Talk right. about, like, ugh. That's not because it's the future. That's because they're on a military, well, exploratory, but military-based. It's just not a they're, life they're I all, want. They're all military people. <laughs> so they're all dressed in uniform like any military 
people would. Yeah, but I don't want to watch a military movie. Well, but then don't watch Star Trek. There's lots of other utopian stuff. That's just the most popular. No, I, you know, I actually saw part of Brave New World the other day and they were all in their like white outfits or like light colored. Usually everybody looks the same-ish. And I was like, this is what I'm talking about. When everybody looks the same, it's usually a dystopia disguised as a utopia. Usually the point of the whole show is that it's actually not perfect. Uh, And almost every time everybody is dressed the same, it always it's it's always one of those where it's like, oh, the twist is it's not actually perfect. Well, so I did some like soul searching this morning before the podcast to figure out just wow, you're why really... I don't like um, sci-fi and does it really have to do with the clothing, which, yes, I can't stand it. But there's so many more like shows I also don't like. Um, <laughs> like, for example... I really don't like Moonrise Kingdom and uh, Grand Budapest Hotel, and they have an odd style. Just like immediately. Neither of those is sci-fi. I know. That's what I'm saying. I'm getting (laughs) around to the point. Gotcha. Okay. So I think that the clothing is just the number one indicator for like something you're not going to like about the, yeah, about it. And I don't want to do it. And with sci-fi, I know I'm going to have to think too much and it's going to be like that just is too much on my mind and I'm not going to relax and just like get a couple laughs. Like I'm probably not going to get any. There is so, generally a lot of thinking involved with sci-fi. Oh, yeah. Generally that's kind of the point of sci-fi. So that one I'll it concede. Just sets the tone. Like immediately I see the clothing. I'm like, Oh, we're in a dystopia. Like I don't want to live in that life. So I can't, I can't like, just immediately like connect to it and be like, Oh, I'll just jump right in. My brain will just throw me into it and I'll enjoy this. Like, no, I'm going to have to think about it. I'm going to have to stay disconnected to see what's happening. And I don't want to do that. Well, I will concede that one, uh, there is generally a lot of thinking with sci-fi. That's kind of the, the shtick because if, if there's not a lot of thinking involved, then it's usually not actually sci-fi. It's just, uh, like science fantasy or future fiction. I can do like, uh, so. is like Back to the Future like comedy sci-fi? Does that count? Um, it's more in the realm of comedy. Well, it's I more in the realm of science fantasy again because there's no actual science backing anything going on in Back uh, to the Future. It's 2.21 like magic. gigawatts or whatever it was. <laughs> right. I mean, come on. It's just not That's, that's science that works. right there. It's exactly <laughs> how science works. It's an example of why it's not science. Because uh, it's magic disguised as science is generally. Listen, like, the Star internet Wars. says it's comedy and sci-fi. Well, it gets sci-fi people get upset about that and, and, and call it science fantasy where most people just refer to it as science because it's not scientific. So it's not science fiction. It's like future fiction or science fantasy because it's like, it's magic pretending to be science. It's not actually like using scientific terms and uh, 
talking about philosophies and scientific things like Dyson spheres and I'm already talking about using like talking about using gigawatts to uh, take a rad DeLorean. You're originally I was drifting off with what you were saying, and then you were like gigawatts and a rad DeLorean, and (laughs) yep. Uh, I think I just don't like my same thing that we talk about where I don't want to listen to music most of the time. My mind just (laughs) can't take it. It's too much. I hear noise all the time. I want quiet. I I think all the time I'd like to just sit and watch something that requires zero thinking. I think, therefore, I hate it. Right. Perfect. <laughs> yep, that's your That should that's be my quote. <laughs> exactly. That describes exactly how I feel about it. I mean, when I was younger, I watched a lot of sci-fi. I grew up in a family that liked sci-fi. And so I've seen a lot. I just would not choose it. I will I will accept Unless that. Unless it's back to the future because I will still watch that. I love well, that. Well, I will not accept that you hate it because it's dystopian. I will accept that you just don't like it. Okay. That, that's but a totally I hate different thing. a dystopian society. Like okay. I I do hate it. I hate the fashion that they give them and that they all oh. like turn into like alternative like metals <laughs> and everybody right. has spikes and like everybody is like the most intense punk rocker you've ever met punk rocker. Oh my God. Which, uh, like Blade Runner, they, things are grimy, but they're not all like punk rock people. And that's right. dystopian, which that's uh, kind of what? the, the newer one. The newer like Blade Runner? most recent Blade Runner mm-hmm. gets a little like grimier than the original one. Like uh, with the, the original is pretty the original no, no, is pretty grimy. Like dressing wise. Well, like but they go like more dystopian a, clothing in the original or like the now one than they did in the original. My follow am I making any sense? Good lord. Yes. Uh, but it's more to do with the fact that, that where they go in that because it's kind of a mix of dystopian and utopian because the the rich people basically do live in a utopia and the poor people and middle class live in a dystopia. I mean, well, that's so not science fiction. They go, well, <laughs> right. Uh, but that's, they go to like, there's a lot of like really clean, nice places in the first one because he's dealing with the corporations. Uh, and in the second one, he's dealing more with like the, which I mean, he does go to some like warehouse type stuff in the first one, but he, well, like, he deals more with the corporations in the first then he does uh, well it's not the same guy but then then gets dealt with in uh yeah the, the, the second one thing. i mean the clothing does get worse in the second one but like uh the fifth element uh-huh. they just all dress kooky so i yes. can overlook it in some ways i still don't enjoy the society they're living in but i can overlook the fashion because i just go okay it's kooky but it doesn't like add to my enjoyment but say it was all a photo shoot, then I would think, <laughs> then you'd be down for it. <laughs> I would be like, this are some really awesome photos, some crazy outfits, this dystopian, whatever, this crazy fifth element outfit, moonrise kingdom photos and grand 
I know those aren't science fiction, but they're all <laughs> yeah. examples of things yeah. I don't. I don't know enjoy. why Wes Anderson keeps coming into it, but because uh. he does a weird style, it's not dystopian or utopian, but it's like somehow almost like an alternate universe of the way that everybody's dressed, you know. Um, now I will also concede that there is, with the exception of Star Trek, there isn't really a lot of utopian sci-fi on TV and movies. Uh, it's usually books, but that's it's generally because it's just not as it's kind of boring when everything is going well. So it makes See, for a good for me, book about the science of things, but it doesn't make I enjoy for entertaining TV. Well, if everyone was also dressed really awesome, <laughs> just a bunch of people dressed well having normal lives. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah. I. I mean, and Star Trek gets around it because they go to planets that aren't utopian. Um, but they're not dressed well enough for you. Uh, mm, so yeah, they're just in uniforms. Yeah. Um, so unless they pull a Shelley Long in um, Troop Beverly Hills and they modify their outfits to be more fashionable, it's just not going to work. <laughs> uh, so I'll I'll give you that you don't like it, but yeah, no, my, I was my actually not... moment was that it's all dystopian and actually it's not Star Trek's not. So that's yeah. like the biggest well, I sci-fi. Had a, I had to come back on that too cuz I knew I also don't like utopian dress where everybody looks similar or they're all yeah. in light colors. But I don't think it has anything to do with the fashion which I figured out today because before the podcast I watched um like a few clips of ones that I hadn't seen just to see what I thought. And um, I was talking it out with Alan and that was what made me realize like, it's not, it really doesn't have anything to do with the way they dress. It's just that that indicates to me what kind of movie it is. And immediately my brain's like, nah, <laughs> too much thinking involved. Yeah. No, like you. I don't have time for this. Uh, okay. So that clears up. I think that clears up our, I got to make my point. Finally. Uh, and you got to hear it. You yeah. didn't have well, to agree with it or like it. <laughs> right. It wasn't as intense as I thought. I thought you were like really going to like attack me. Well. When I said that, I was like, all right, I'm going to say this. I would, but I'm actually more into the like science fantasy stuff like Star Wars. When I was Though, a kid, I liked I do Star really Wars. Like Star although Trek. now I don't know if I really would care. Uh, I actually really like Star Trek, uh, but more for its fantasy elements anyway. So I'm not really the best person to defend science fiction because I have read quite a few good science fiction novels. Enough. But uh, uh, as far as movies go, I like flashy action and magic and laser swords and stuff. So I mean... I don't know if that's and something yes, to brag about, I called, it a, I called it a laser sword, and I know it's not a laser sword. I know you don't care, but just for the record, I know it's not called a laser sword. It's not made of lasers. I get it. Just, just prefacing that in case anybody gets upset. I say that science fiction isn't my biggest thing, but one of my favorite movies is both science fiction and dystopian. So, I don't know. <laughs> I guess I guess I do like it quite a bit, but 
I mean, what's your favorite movie? Uh, uh, Sunshine is one of my favorites. Uh, I don't even know what that is. I thought it might be one I at least knew what it was, but I don't. It's uh, Cillian Murphy is the main character. And it's uh, directed by... um, well, now I feel stupid for not knowing his name, but the guy who did Train Spotting, he made oh, it. Oh, just that's uh, all you had to say. I'm out. I, I like Train Spotting too, so I guess that's. that's I part think of it, that but. it's something like maybe when my kids are grown up and I'm retired with nothing to do, I might feel differently about some movies. But because when I was younger, I watched like every type of movie, and I can't say what I did and didn't like, but. As I've gotten older and the responsibilities are more, uh, I do not just, I just don't enjoy a lot of movies in general. Uh, like we could be having this conversation off, about. But to cut you off. Uh, no. Danny Boyle. The name, the name finally came to me. Uh, oh. But go ahead. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's what you come for? Anyways, uh, that's all I have to say. Yeah, Danny, Danny Boyle was. I don't think was. I make much of a case for myself <laughs> because I don't care. I don't care who directed it. I do. And he's famous. I should have been able to just pull his name off the People top of my head. People could just do a quick Google search if they wanted to know. Yeah, I, I guess grumpy. so. I'm grumpy today. I'm just hating <laughs> yeah. everything. This is just how I respond to everything. I think I like to just give off an image that's totally different from who I actually am. Minus mm. the hating everything. No, I was going to say, pretty <laughs> grumpy sometimes. So. But not always. <laughs> I like uh, I like to not like anything. That's kind of my thing. Uh, so let's go ahead and move on to the mailbag. Sounds good. Uh, I've got a question here from Matt. Uh, the question is, would you live in a tiny house uh, and do you like tiny houses? I do live in a moderately tiny house. Okay, well, that's probably a tiny house is a specific thing. And I feel like you probably don't live in a tiny house. <laughs> um, okay, so I've lived in houses of many sizes. And... Like currently I'm living in a fairly small home, which in some ways I really like because there's not so much to clean. But in other ways, I don't get any exercise. It takes me like two steps from my bedroom to the living room and another two to the kitchen. You know what I mean? So during uh, yep, quarantine, it's kind of bad to live in a house. Uh, oh, yeah. And then if it was a tiny house, it'd be like one jump from my bed out the door. Yeah. Well, so, I think, I think, Part of what goes along with an actual tiny house is that you like go outside. So I I don't know that the exercise would be right. I mean, See, and I like to sit on my driveway in a lawn chair, you know, and just but be, you like, could do that in that a tiny strange house. person, right? But I don't like the outdoors so much. Like on a day like today where it's sixty degrees, I don't want anything to do with outside. So I don't think that. I am right for a tiny house. I've given it some thought prior to this question. And although they look kind of cool, definitely not with children. And I probably don't like being outside enough. 
But I also, um, when it's not quarantine, don't like being home that much. That's why I can do smaller homes. Right. I, uh, I don't know if an actual, like if a tiny house would be something I would like, uh, as like, if I had like a vacation home, I think I probably would want like a tiny house as my, like, I don't know, lakefront, you know, like cabin in Canada or somewhere where I wasn't really spending the time in it anyway. And like, I think a tiny house in that situation would be fun as my main house. I don't know that I would like it, but it would be cool. Like in a vacation spot to have it where you're not like, where you don't want to be in your house. I feel like I would want to be in my house on a vacation. What do you do on vacations? I haven't been on one in many years. I mean, it depends on where you go, but like, I guess if you had it in the, did you say you wanted it in the mountains? Yeah. Like, like a lake front, like a mountainside lakefront cabin in Canada or something where I was going to fish all the time. Ew. I'd be happy with this, with the tiny house or like, I don't know, say I had a vacation house in Japan or somewhere where I was going to be exploring the town. Uh, Okay. But as far as just like where I want to live, I feel like I need a little more space than a tiny house. Maybe I don't. Maybe I could get by with a tiny house, but I would want it as more of like a like a vacation where I wouldn't want to spend all my time in the house to begin with. Was where I would want a tiny house. Um, I'm I'm not sure I have much to say. I was trying to think. I mean, I'm a pretty much. You, I don't. You, I think it's just a certain type of person that likes them. Yeah, I mean, I could, like, I could see not having a problem with having a tiny house, but. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind a smaller home with less cleaning, but I think there's a point where it's too small for me. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, that answers that. So, what's your question? Okay. <laughs> what is something that most people learn only after it's too late? And this was sent by Thea. I think that's how you say it. Um, do you have an answer? I totally do. Like, as soon as I read you, it, I was you like, You go I ahead. I, uh, I, have, I have to think about it a second. That they shouldn't have dated someone. Mm, yeah, there's, there's a lot of that. It's like, once, it, once it's too late, you started dating them, and then you're like, I should not have dated this person. Then you had to break up with them. Or they break up with you, and you're like, well, that sucked. I shouldn't have dated them. Other than that, I'm sure there's a lot of real things. But it's like, that is the whole reason the saying uh, hindsight is 2020 exists. Yeah. <laughs> things you do, you don't realize you shouldn't have done until it's, until you've until done. Until it's too late. And then you're yeah. like, Oh, this is a bad idea. Right. A lot of things seem like a good idea until you do them. And then you're like, uh Oh, <laughs> like this podcast. I've made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> I've made a mistake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but that's all. I I don't know that I have a specific one. Uh, I just think there's like a million, like eating a corn dog before you get on a roller coaster. You don't know <laughs> until it's too late, you know. Um, I know uh, that 
eating uh, elephant ears or funnel cakes at all at a fair is bad for me. Like oh. any any form of movement after I've eaten one of those and I lose it. So, so you have to eat them in bed. <laughs> basically, <laughs> I have to I have to just not move for six hours after I eat one and then I'm OK. Ew. I hope you don't <laughs> normally eat them. No. Like, actually, that's my after podcast now. Uh, I, uh, I avoid them at all costs because whatever reason, they, I don't know, I, I eat other greasy foods with no problem. But for whatever reason, funnel cakes, uh, my stomach does not like them. They do taste I good, like though. them. Uh, yeah, yeah, I like the taste of good. them. <laughs> like, but my stomach is like, no, this doesn't belong in here. Oh, it's not real food. Yeah, I guess so. Like grease uh, and sugar. I mean, I feel like I eat plenty of greasy, sugary things. <laughs> Maybe you uh, shouldn't eat all of it. You should just go with like a bite or two. No, one bite is enough for me to get hmm. like nauseous. Like the smell Here. of it can make me nauseous. I don't That's know why. Really strange. Yeah. I, even other fried, sugary things at a carnival or fair, I'm good. But for whatever I reason, mean, those particular greasy fried sweet things. When you just said fried and greasy food at a carnival or fair, I felt a little nauseous. But I'm fine and with all the, the others. Th the thought it's of only it actually made me feel sick. I don't know why it's those, but they make me nauseous. Um, so that's something I did. Uh, that is something I learned too late the first time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, most things I think you learn too late. Yeah. Like, if, I don't you know. You wouldn't have done them if it was right. most bad ideas. You generally learn too late. Otherwise. Yeah. You'd, you'd know they were bad ideas. Um, oh, do you hear that? I sure do. It's the TV book club. Golden Girls, Season 2, Episode 14, The Actor. All right, so we, re we return to the Golden Girls uh, with a pretty good episode, in my opinion. I think um, Season 2 was just a really good season. Maybe yeah. all seasons are that good, but as I've been re-watching them... I've rewatched a bunch in season two, and I feel like a lot of the episodes I remember as being very funny are in that season. Maybe more of the memorable episodes. How many seasons was Golden Girls? It was quite a few, uh, seven. wasn't it? Seven. And I would probably watch season three next and be like, this is the one with the memorable ones, and then do the same yeah, before. And the same probably before. like the middle seasons are probably the most memorable episodes. That's usually. I mean, I've is. honestly. I've seen every episode at least 500 times, and that's probably like far less than how many times I've actually seen them. <laughs> so um, I probably just remember them all. I don't know. I've already, I watched the actor three times in the last two weeks. So, <laughs> so I could just, it was a good I literally episode. can just like rewatch them. It's one of those shows that I don't know why, but I could watch them over and over and over again. It's one of those shows that was always on rerun too, and was just yeah. like, okay. I mean, That's... I've been watching it since I was a like a little kid. Um, 
It's so also I, that's how I feel about wings as well. Really? I so I tried to rewatch some wings and I watched it a lot when I was younger, but I couldn't it didn't have the rewatchability for me. Oh, I I guess I just watched it so much on reruns that when it comes on I just happy about it. <laughs> um so this episode had quite a few uh good lines, which I think Golden Girls in general was known for having pretty good. Yeah, it's like a lot of little quips back and forth. Um, I liked that Dor- uh, Dorothy was the sheriff because she was the only one who could fit in the costume. Oh my gosh, I know. <laughs> they always like make fun of Dorothy. Yeah. I was going to write down the lines that I found funny, right? <laughs> So I started the episode and I found that I was writing every single line. I was just <laughs> literally writing down the show. I was pausing uh, at every two lines and writing them. And then I thought, I can't do this. I'm just going to write everything they say. Uh, I think my favorite line was the recurring uh, Dorothy going, wow, what a great actor about him. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Including at the end, the like last line is like, what a great actor! After he, after uh, Rose says he made me feel so smart. Oh my gosh! They each said like Dorothy was like he made me feel beautiful, and Blanche was like he made me feel. What did she say? Young. Young. It was like everything they wanted to be or whatever. Yeah. Um. I, the only thing that was miss that is missing from that episode for me is more Sophia. It's yeah, one episode she's where only, she's not in it quite as much. Yeah, she's um, usually one of the, the best. She's but she does have a good line even in the beginning when she's in her Captain Jack seafood shanty outfit. And <laughs> yeah. she's going to work and Dorothy's arguing with her. And she says um, something about going out. And she's like, she, she's like, I'll see you later or whatever. And Dorothy's like, says she's not gonna leave like you're over my dead body or whatever and she's like all right have it your way and she pulls out her sword god it took me forever to get that line out yeah i should have written it all down (laughs) i think that one i had written down somewhere i just don't know where i had so many notes before i quit (laughs) i'm going to work whether you like it or not Uh, that's what she said you got there eventually whatever you got there eventually (laughs) i know it was tough I just, this is why I have to write things down. Um, Another thing I really liked, or not, I don't even know if I liked it. I found it really funny. When they meet him for the first time, their reaction to him, where they all want to hold his hand and Dorothy gets really close to him and she's like staring at him. Um, imagine if that was a woman and that's how men reacted when they met a woman. <laughs> <laughs> that like... Because that would never happen. And that, not that men probably don't want to act like that, but a woman would freak out, whereas a man loves it. (laughs) He's just like, ladies, ladies. And they're all in hands. Like, I want to show them around. Um, Uh, Overall, a pretty good episode. Pretty good Golden Girls episode. Yeah. I mean... I laughed at the part. I mean, I knew it was coming, but I was watching it with Alan, who doesn't love the Golden Girls, which is insane. Um, so I was laughing before it even happened when 
Blanche is going to go audition and she takes off her jacket and she has balloons in her shirt. (laughs) And I knew they were going to pop. So I'm like already laughing. And he's like, why is this funny? I'm like, it's so Blanche. Like she's just trying to look sexy. And she, (laughs) she put balloons in her shirt. How absurd. (laughs) Uh, Good episode. Uh, I mean, it was pretty good from start to finish. It was. It really was. It was one of the good episodes. We've actually, the last couple shows we've chosen, we've actually picked pretty good episodes of things. Uh, I think my favorite line, though, I do have my all-time favorite line. And I wrote it down. When everybody gets mad at him for sleeping with all the women there, right? Pretty much the entire cast. And he mm-hmm. says, all of you that had a good time, put your hands up. And Ed comes through and puts yeah. his hand up. And he's like, Ed, you damn liar, put your hand down. I don't know, there's something about the way that happens. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it just cracks me up. <laughs> oh. All right, so how many, uh, uh, how many roses for the actor will you rate it but not given by a person named rose right because on opening night yeah you can't opening night a rose can't give a rose no so if my mom would have named me violet then (laughs) i would have given this uh, 4.7 roses i'll give it i'll give it a flat four because feel like there probably are better episodes but it is one of the good ones i i mean there are some other really good ones just like i said right in that season within a few this one just has some lines that i think are hilarious and i don't know that many of them go below a four so i'm really just working in that four to five range (laughs) uh so so there's a total like, of 8.7. There's <laughs> probably three episodes of the Golden Girls I don't care for. Averaged between two people, uh, 8.7 out of 10. Uh, so what is our next? What's our next book club episode? We have one. Oh, uh, it is Party Down, Season 2, Episode 1. Uh, And with that, uh, thanks everyone for listening. Comment down below if you're listening on Sebring.com or uh, get a hold of us on Instagram at Sebring Podcast. If you got any questions, if you got any anything you want to send us a message about. And we will see you next week.